Episode 7, what is intermittent fasting? You've probably heard of it now on Instagram, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on optimization, nutrition articles everywhere, but what is it all about? Stick around, that's what we're going to talk about. Welcome to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. You've tuned in because you want to start taking your health seriously, so you don't, well, get sick and die. Here we talk all things health, nutrition, and human optimization. Let's jump into it with your host and resident scientist, Maddie Lansdowne. What's up, my healthy friends? I'm so glad you could jump onto the show today. So, as I said, we're talking about what is intermittent fasting. So, yeah, like I said, it's 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 everywhere right now. It's every second hashtag, every second post. Um, but what exactly is it? I've found in my public speaking and my journey with different people, helping with health journeys and talking to many, many different people, that there are a lot of misconceptions about what it is. And the simply the title kind of puts people off because the word fasting sort of implies a lot of things that come with a, people's preconceived idea of what a fast is and what, it's, what, it, what people think it is and what it actually is. So... So I want to answer that question today, what is intermittent fasting? But before I do, I want to jump into what it's not, right? So I've got three major things that it is not that are, I have found are extremely common misconceptions, all right? So we'll start with number one. So number one, intermittent fasting is not a fad, why is it not a fad? I know it feels like a fad because everyone's talking about it right now and it's it's everywhere right now and sort of for the last, what, maybe two years it's kind of grown, uh, sort of two to three years it's grown into the popularity that, it, that it's had in the last you know year to six months. That, that, that gives it the fad vibe, but I'll tell you why it's not a fad, because you do it every single day. Every single person virtually in the world is intermittent fasting in some capacity, whether it be correctly or incorrectly, but in some capacity every single day. It's been around for thousands of years. It's been purposely practiced in different cultures and societies throughout history. It's referenced in the Bible. If you're a religious person, I'm not personally, but it's referenced in virtually every single religion on the planet. Um, Not that that should, you know, obviously I'm a scientist. Referring to religion doesn't necessarily add weight to the argument, but it does highlight that it's been an important part of society for a very long time and continues to be because most of us have a period of not eating every single day. So, this is why it's not a fad, okay? It's it's just feels that way, but it's definitely not. Number two, People think that intermittent fasting, because there's people that don't know about what, you know, what the word fasting truly means, is it is not starving yourself, okay? So, when we say for the word fasting, there's a very different episode and we can, it's a totally a rabbit hole that I will rave on about for ages, so I'll catch myself now. But I spend a lot of time talking to people about the difference between starvation and fasting. There's a very broad difference, but intermittent fasting is not starving yourself, okay? It's just simply not because in intermittent fasting, you eat, 
right? And that that leads me straight into number three about what it is not, and it is not about calorie restriction. Again, the word fasting is being misinterpreted by people when they think that we're talking about calorie restriction. We're not. With intermittent fasting, the idea is that there is you just acknowledge the feed window, you know, the time from your first meal to your last meal, and you acknowledge the the, the fast window. So from your last meal to your first meal. So it's not cal- about calorie restriction. It's about putting all of the relevant calories that you need to consume for you, depending on your individual health goals, into the feed window, right? Whether the feed window is 12 hours, 14 hours, 6 hours, 1 hour, whatever it is, the idea is to get all of those calories in. It's not to just cut out breakfast permanently and lose on lose out on those calories. It's not to remove dinner. It's not to have a bunch of meals that have only got 500, you know, or so, you know, a couple of hundred calories and then the total intake for the day is 500 calories. That's not the idea. So it's not about calorie restriction. And it's really important that we understand these, that it's definitely not these three things because that will discourage people from trying it and, and, you know, reaping the benefits from engaging with intermittent fasting correctly. Now, I want to talk about what is intermittent fasting. Okay, what it definitely is. So this is this is the stuff that you need to know to gain confidence in the in the process and to to believe that it will be useful for you. So what it is? Number one, it is a pattern of eating. As I just said, it's about acknowledging the feed window and the fast window, and there are many different regimes to follow a different like to appropriate an appropriate pattern for you. So, you know, the most common intermittent fasting schedule that's known that most people kind of can refer to with some kind of knowledge and that's 168 You've probably heard many people say they're on the 16-8 diet. Um, and, and simply the idea of that is that for 16 hours of the day, you are fasting, okay? Um, and we'll talk about the definition of, I'll give you a definition of fasting after I run through these because it's really important that you understand the definition because otherwise intermittent fasting doesn't work. So, all right, it's a pattern of eating. So, it's so 16 eight's an example. So, it's eight hours of the day you're in a feed window and 16 of the hours of the day you are fasting. So, it's and, and you can change that. You can make it 20 and four. You can make it 18 and six. You know, it depends what's right for you and, and where you're at on your health journey. What number two, what what definitely intermittent fasting is, is sufficient food. As I explained before and what it's not about calorie restriction, it is about getting sufficient food. It's not about cutting out those things that you, that you would, if you're, would like, would normally fit, fall into your feed window. So say, you know, your, your feed window is from 1 p.m. to 8 a.m. Sorry, 1 p.m. to 8 p.m. Just because you've missed breakfast doesn't mean that you're not going to get sufficient food. doesn't mean you've removed those calories. You've just pushed breakfast to start at one o'clock. And that's, um, that's pretty much what I aim to do. I personally aim for my breakfast to be between 11 and 1. Um, and so it's not about that you miss out on those calories. You just move them, right? You just relocate them to a different time point in the day. All right, number three, what is intermittent fasting? It is increasing the fat burning window. That is the whole concept of intermittent fasting. Now, you can do intermittent fasting for a range of reasons. People that need don't need to lose fat often do intermittent fasting to increase their mental clarity and energy levels and to improve their digestion and gut health. That's a thing too. But 
The important thing to know for those that are on a weight loss journey or are trying to find their abs, you know, and abs are made in the kitchen. We'll do another, we'll do an episode on that at some point. But um, the idea is that you're increasing the fat burning window because fat burning primarily happens when you're in a fasted state. And, pr- and often when you're in a fasted state, that is usually when you're asleep, right? So that's when most of the, the hard work by the immune system and the um, fat burning system is done because there's no food in your body to burn so it therefore needs to find the fuel from somewhere else and no you don't turn your metabolism on and off okay when you're asleep your metabolism is metabolism is not off the second it goes off permanently you're dead <laughs> so so it's not about on and off it's your metabolism's always on it's always running your body um, you can make it go up and down but you know it's a conversation for another day but the point is the idea is that Pushing out the intermittent fasting window to to bigger bigger gap uh, sorry gaps is the wrong word bigger windows of fasting each day allows you to be in a fat burning state for longer. All right, and the last one I want to mention, which I kind of just briefly mentioned. So, um, oh no, I've got two more actually. Um, so, one is you avoid you're avoiding hormone issues. Not necessarily avoiding them, um, but the idea is to at least improve your hormone issues and ideally you get to a point where they are avoided simply because you're living a healthy lifestyle. But the the idea is that with your when you're in a feeding window, you have insulin. So insulin is extremely important in the context of fat loss. And I say fat, no, fat loss and not weight loss for a specific reason, but we will discuss that on another episode. But um, the idea is that Hormone issues happen particularly with insulin and weight loss journeys because we're often in a feed window for too many hours of the day and we can get insulin resistance, we can get insulin sensitivity and that can develop into, of course, type 1, type 2 and, um, well, actually... I'll touch on that in a second. Type 1 and type 2 diabetes, obviously mainly type 2 diabetes is the main one. And I was the one I wanted to I just kind of mentioned was that they're actually referring to Alzheimer's these days, Alzheimer's disease, which is if you're not sure not sure what that is, that's the disease where you struggle to remember, like retrieve memories and you as you get older you start your brain starts deteriorating, your neurons start deteriorating, you don't remember who people in your family are and where things are and how to do things. It's really really sad, but they're actually referring to Alzheimer's disease um, as type 3 diabetes now. So that's really interesting. And I've actually got a diabetes, sorry, I've actually got an Alzheimer's expert that um, a doctor that I work with, um, and hopefully we'll have her on the podcast in the future. So the idea of intermittent fasting is to avoid the insulin hormone issues, and it benefits other hormones as well, um, in order you know, to prevent these problems that come with having a very heavily sugared and refined, refined sugar and carb diet and eating for too many hours of the day as well. So that's number four. And number five is increased energy levels. People are probably thinking, well, aren't I going to be just really hungry? No. This is why you get increased energy levels. So think of your digestion or your digestive system, which is from your mouth to your anus. So everything in between is your digestive system, right? And that needs a lot of bodily resources to function, especially when you've just loaded it up with a big, gross, disgusting, carb-heavy, you know, manufactured food, chemically, you know, um, sourced up meal, right? Guess what? The body needs 
all these resources and can use up to 40% of your body's blood supply to process and digest the food you've just put in. So what the reason that you can't what so what uh, intermittent fasting is when I say it is um, a production of increased energy levels or is a state of increased energy levels is because when you're in a fast window and the bigger those fast windows get the more you've got those bodily resources available for other functions. So, you know, that's why, the, that's why you know, 3.30-itis is a thing or the, you know, the post-lunch slump is a thing when you're in the office and you're just like, oh, it's like, you know, 2, 2, 2.30 and you're just knackered because you've just loaded up your body, which was previously functioning quite optimally. You might have started, you're probably starting to get hungry. The hunger hormone ghrelin is what is released into your gut. That's when you start getting hungry. But before that, you were able to focus really well and it was, you felt much lighter, whereas now you've loaded up the system. So the reason you get increased energy levels when you are intermittent fasting is because you empty the system and you allow that 40% blood supply and all the resources that are in your body to be available for other functions. This is often why fasting is strongly associated with mental clarity because after you, you, you learn how to fast properly and you have a proper regime, so you know hunger doesn't control you and doesn't doesn't affect you anymore all of those resources are available available for optimal brain function like what more could you want like super focused super energetic you know at at peak mental function so you know and this is physical function as well And, and i always work out in a fasted state that's starting to become a popular thing amongst athletes so this is what is intermittent fasting, I wanted to share with you what it is, what it is not, so that you get a clear picture for what it is. And if you have any questions, please, of course, you know, hit me up on Instagram um, or just email podcast at maddielansdown.com. You can email me about any episode, any questions, and I'll be able to share them with you. So, I'm going to wrap up. I appreciate you guys jumping on. Remember, if you're on Instagram, hit me up. I'm at Maddie Lansdowne. And if if you are an Instagrammer, please take a screenshot of this episode and post it as your story. Um, be sure to tag me at Maddie Lansdowne. Your help on Instagram sharing this will help the podcast grow and I'll be able to give you a shout out as well by sharing that and tagging you too. So be super grateful for that. Thanks for listening to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. If you love this episode and health information is your thing, then please consider subscribing to the show. And when you're done, head over to iTunes, Google Podcast, or whichever app you use. And we'd be grateful if you could leave us a five-star rating and write a review sharing your opinion on the show as it really helps the podcast grow. Thanks so much and I'll see you on the next episode. Whilst the presenter that feature on this podcast endeavour to provide accurate information, it cannot possibly take into account your individual circumstances, and therefore the content on this podcast provided by any of the speakers is not intended as advice in any way for any individual, and should not be a replacement for professional medical or health advice of any nature. Always seek advice regarding your personal situation from a qualified medical professional.